Are you looking to make better, healthier choices this year? Then let me help you out by introducing you to ButcherBox. ButcherBox not only helps you treat yourself to more delicious and wholesome meals, but it takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat with humanely raised beef, pork, chicken, seafood, and more that's delivered straight to your door. ButcherBox partners with folks who share their high standards and truly care about how animals are raised. Plus, they're B Corps certified, which makes me feel even better about my decision to be part of the ButcherBox community. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus get, 20, plus get $20 off your first order. That's right. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers nearly a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. One small thread can pull apart an entire case. On July 20th, 1980, a young woman disappeared, only to turn up as a Jane Doe shortly thereafter. A Jane Doe that remained unidentified for years until a chance interaction with a criminal pulled a thread that unlocked her identity and, more than likely, her killer. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On April 20th, 1981, a routine hunting trip through the Arizona desert turned into a horror movie when the group of hunters found a denim jacket hanging from a tree near Houghton Road and Interstate 10. Thinking it was strange and warranted a closer look, it wasn't long before they happened upon the body of a young white female lying on the ground and called police. When officials came to survey the new crime scene, the body was taken in for an autopsy where they determined that she had died one and a half to two days before the men found her and that the 18 to 22 year old had been sexually assaulted prior to her murder. Decomposition rendered her face almost completely unrecognizable, her eye color undetermined, but they did know that she had long light brown to blonde hair was about five foot two or three, about 100 to 110 pounds, and had a distinctive white mark on one of her upper teeth. Unfortunately, the crime scene didn't give much in the way of evidence, as most of it had blown away in the high winds. 
but they believed her clothes, jeans, white socks with pink pom-poms, white bra, blue underwear, brown suede shoes, and unique dark blue shirt with reddish puffy sleeves indicated that she might have been involved in a local county fair that occurred right around the time of her death. The one silver lining was that she was found early enough so that her fingerprints had not started to decompose like her face. But Tucson's labs didn't have the technology needed to accurately take her prints. So they removed one of her hands and sent it off to the FBI to see if they could match it to any of the missing persons in their systems. They were able to get a print, but did not make any matches. Those several missing persons cases were ruled out. So they worked with what they had. Soon, photos of Jane Doe's clothing were featured on websites, posters for the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children, and on a number of news sources, along with a crude sketch of what they believed she looked like at the time of her death. But nothing garnered any clues leading to her identity. Over the next few years, a number of theories floated around about this Pima County Jane Doe. Scratches on her body indicated that she may have wandered around the desert a bit before being murdered, leading many to believe that she had been a recent runaway, or even one that ran away as a child and was still living a fairly transient life, possibly hitchhiking to the area or simply being dumped there by a brutal killer. Some even theorized that she was the victim of the Golden State Killer, who had only been active for a few years at the time of her death. Now, while the theory swirled and the investigation continued, a man named John Jack Kalhauser got himself into trouble with the law in 1995. And as they worked building a case against him for assault, they found an interesting photo that may put all of those theories about Pima County Jane Doe to rest. The photo was of a young girl with light hair holding a bouquet of flowers. And while the picture seemed fairly innocuous in the beginning, after creating a DNA profile in 2007 of a potential suspect and a digital reconstruction in 2012, by late 2014, police were certain that it was connected to the Pima County Jane Doe and the photo was released to the public. Of course, Jack wasn't being helpful in identifying the woman. But from what investigators could figure, it was taken somewhere between 1979 and 1981, thus fitting the time frame in addition to the reconstruction similarities. Then on December 23, 2014, a break in the case finally came when Bill Grow Jr. received a notification from the police that the Jane Doe that they had in their county, the girl in the photo, was his own sister. Brenda Garreau from Nashua, New Hampshire, had been missing since 1980, when she was just 20 years old, after she voluntarily left the state with her boyfriend, Jack Calhasser, a man she had met while at a nightclub. She never explained to her family why she ran off with Jack, but would keep in contact with her younger brother. But after July 20th, 1980, correspondence from Brenda completely ceased. Her worried family continued to try and locate her on their own, since she could not be reported missing to police due to her age and that she left on her own accord. But the family came up empty. On September 28, 2015, the Pima County Sheriff's Office announced that the woman in the photo and Pima County Jane Doe were Brenda Garreau and that Jack Kalhauser was a person of interest in her death. Jack, who already had a manslaughter charge under his belt when he met Brenda, was supposedly on the run and was, at the time of this public announcement, currently behind bars for the murder of his estranged wife. 
Jack Kalhauser had quite the criminal record. In 1972, when he was just 17 years old, the Massachusetts boy was convicted of manslaughter in connection with the shooting of a 52-year-old man named Ronald Chapman in Nashua. He was sentenced to seven years in prison, but was paroled after just a year. In August of 1979, he was indicted for armed assault with the intent to murder after the May 1979 shooting of a man named Michael Rank, who shockingly survived after being shot in the chin, shoulder, and back. And because he survived, Jack's sentence was little to nothing and he was released on bail in 1980, met Brenda, and moved to Arizona. Now, on August 10th, 1995, after Brenda's body was found, but still unidentified, Jack Kalhauser's ex-wife, Diane Van Reith, disappeared from Tucson, Arizona, when she left for work and never arrived. Two days later, her abandoned minivan was discovered east of Fort Lowell Road, he's still inside, and with her husband's fingerprints on and inside the vehicle. A man named Don Stecci, who police soon realized was actually John Joseph Kalhauser, a wanted man who fled Massachusetts while still on bail for the 1979 assault charges. Realizing what a dangerous man Jack was, police started to worry that Diane Van Reith, who was in the process of divorcing him, wasn't just a missing person. Jack was extradited back to Massachusetts and sentenced to 29 years, Diane's case was reclassified as a homicide despite her body never being located. Jack pleaded no contest and was sentenced in 1999 to 20 additional years in prison for her murder, which is where he was when Pima County Jane Doe was identified as Brenda Groh, due in large part to the photo they found while searching his possessions in the investigation of Diane's disappearance. Unfortunately, a photo isn't enough for a conviction, and with no motive and only thin connections, Jack Kalhauser was not charged with Brenda's murder, though he does remain a prime suspect. As far as my research can tell, according to Arizona prison records, Jack Kalhauser completed his sentence on May 8, 2019, which is where, as of right now, our story comes to an end. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to what terrible thing happened on July 21st. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.